Uh. Some of people's one time. What up, what up, what up? What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. You are listening live. A live. If you're hey. listening, you are A live. Hey. This is Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with Avery. Hey. As you can tell, there's no ladies with us this week. Eve is out globe trotting. I think she's like going to hit the West Coast and then okay. like Asia. You know, she's going to remember she was saying she's going to um, be out. Uh, you putting out. The, putting the I'm not going to put her. There. I'm not going to put her exact okay. location. She's on, she's, 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 she's on a trip. She's in the galaxy. There it is. Guardians of the galaxy. She's out with Flying group. out somewhere. She's out yeah, with group. She's out with group. <laughs> you got a rocket raccoon But nah, she's our globe trotting. So shout out to Eve, hope you're enjoying yourself So me and Avery and here gonna get, uh, get it in um, But as always, you can ingest our wonderful podcast on iTunes, Google Play um, I keep saying iTunes, it's actually Apple Podcasts I mean, you know, they are changing stuff but that's, you know. that's how you can tell I'm an Android dude Because I just keep saying iTunes But uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, everybody Listen to our, our podcast on Apple Podcasts And Google Play Music um, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and as always, SoundCloud. If you are on Apple, please go ahead and give us all five of those stars. We would really, really appreciate it. Tell your friends, you know, tell your family, all that. And follow us on social media. Um, we're at Across the Intersection on Facebook and at Across This on Twitter. Um, speaking of Facebook, we were just talking before we started recording that Facebook is doing commercials now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if y'all out there, <laughs> if y'all out there watching TV like I was last night, I was watching the basketball game and saw a Facebook commercial. So, What, what game were you watching? Uh, it wasn't the Wizards, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> nah, unless it was a YouTube <laughs> Oh, game. man. Popping pop the Betamax VHS. Yeah, no, nah, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Rockets give uh, Utah the business. They just had to remind them, like Harden was like, "Let's just go ahead and nip this in the bud." Last mm-hmm. night, they was up almost forty. Mm-hmm. I think Utah came back and made it respectable, but it was a uh, yeah. Harden is a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the um, Pelicans won last night. Yeah, Pelicans played a good game. Yeah, the Rondo had twenty-one assists. I, I. I I was just looking at the highlights. I actually missed the game. Game came on at like, you know, three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with late. the NBA, man. These West Coast yeah, games, West Coast man. Games. Yeah. That's why I couldn't fade the rest of Houston and I just had yeah. to I had to bail on that joint. It was just too late. I was like, yo, I gotta mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. I gotta yeah. you know, and, I gotta go to bed. And it's a combination of West Coast game and the playoffs, so they don't necessarily play at the same time. They yeah. wait till the other one's over, which puts them really late. To get all the eyeballs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that joint I did because I did watch um, most of the Pelicans game, and then I caught like the beginning of the Houston game. I cut it off in the end of the third quarter. Mm. But now, yeah, Rondo looked like Celtic Rondo. That was like Big Three Rondo when he was uh, getting it in with um, the Pelicans. So it's all good. I think Golden State will do what they do and, and squash them boys. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. And this Raptors, it, it, it's just Lebronto. Hashtag Lebronto. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That is hilarious. Have you seen the pictures? Uh, pictures of? No, they like took out the mascot. You know how Toronto has oh, a yeah, dinosaur yeah, yeah, in the middle yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you sent it to me. Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. It's, um, that is yeah, they're going to have to. It, that, that's not working um, in, in Toronto now. I don't like if they want to rip it apart. Whether or not LeBron leaves or not, like unless he goes to the Raptors, I'm I, I don't even know if it's even uh, 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 unless it's just kind of like, um, 
one of those teams that just keeps everybody together to sell tickets, like the Wizards, like they don't have to break that up. They got to break. It's not. It's not working, man. The Wizards should just look up north and see. Like that's your ceiling. Yeah. You got two guards who can kind of score. Yeah. Okay, you can play hard enough just to lose to LeBron in the second round. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what you. And then after he's gone, you got the Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics are good. They are doing work, and three of their top players is not playing. Yeah. Okay, but I know you guys did not dial us up to listen to us talk about sports. But we are well-rounded individuals, and so we don't just sit around talking about deep stuff. Every once in a while, we talk about sports. But we're not shallow. We're not shallow. We're not shallow. So we just want to continue our conversation um, this week um, about what we started talking about the last time, which was – which was the black Christian paradox hmm. is is being quote unquote black yeah. swarthy, swarthy. It's a that's it, it, older being term. A, being a being of African descent in a Western context, copper colored. Remember, I talked about that well, copper colored. Me and you are a little darker than copper. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm on the tan. Cinnamon I'm colored. A, there you go. I'm cinnamon. I'm like nutmeg, and you cinnamon. <laughs> okay, all right. We could be Trump's new people: nutmeg and cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh oh. Uh oh. You said Trump now. You're not saying 45 anymore. Oh, yeah, you know, that's oh look bad. at that. You know what? Yeah. Look at that. The protest is over, huh? Yeah. A little slight implied protest saying 45 is Trump. Hey. Oh no, I thought it was just funny. Like, cause when if when I first heard it, I didn't even realize what people were doing, and then okay. I just kept doing it because I thought okay. it was funny. Yeah. Well, you know. But yeah, Donald Trump is the president. It's he, he's, he's the president. We but you know, they accept that one. They do word searches and they find this podcast and they might bomb my house. Like, oh, you know, you never know. I heard that. I heard that. Swarthy, S W A R T H Y. You want to look that up? Rhyme with McCarthy. Yeah, swarthy. It's a it's an older term that's used to describe uh, people of uh, dark skin. There's also tawny, which is uh, it might. Be, I, I I'm not. I don't want to get the spelling messed up. But there's tawny and swarthy. Tawny is like a little bit lighter. Negroid people. So Negroid people who believe in Yeshua. Okay. Right? Who who live in a Western context? There we hmm. go. Is that a paradox? So we we started last week talking about a couple of articles that were talking about how a lot of younger uh, black people were leaving Christianity. They were leaving organized church, and not just to not do anything, but they were going back to quote unquote traditional African religions. You know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little bit of syncretism because they were mm-hmm. just kind of mixing and mashing things mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Just because like it's a from collage. the continent. Yeah, like a collage mm. of belief. Mm. Just because it was from the continent. Mm. Pastiche, yeah. And so one of the things that we were talking about last week that we didn't really get into was the, the importance of seeing yourself in the things in which you believe. And so from, from that standpoint, it's like, all right, I can dig it. You want to see yourself in, in what you believe. The, the things that you have been presented by those who presented the faith system to you, you don't identify with, whether it's racially, culturally, ethnically, whatever, geographically, what you know, whatever. I mean, we we talked about the the lady from um, uh, the Presbyterian uh, Theological Seminary, the United Theological Seminary, said that she would go to Africa to the continent mm. and see Native Africans walking around in Presbyterian robes like a Quaker, mm-hmm. singing Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. So. People want to leave that context and go to a context, even if it's an, an amalgamation, go to a context that they feel mm. reflects more of their identity. Mm-hmm. So 
there's a study that was done in um, because we could talk about a lot of facts, right? We could bring up this year, this date, this person, this, that, and the third. We could bring up all these facts and we could sit here and, and fact you to death. But I think before we do that, because we, we, that's what we did last we week. We can sit here and fact them up. Yeah, we, we can get all fact up. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Is, um, but I think that's what we did the, the first time. We wanted to present you with some facts. But I think now, because from that last episode, people are going to do one of two things. They're going to say, okay, all right, I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing there. Or they're going to say, nah. I'm good. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't care what y'all say. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But the what you're doing when you do that is actually, it's a psychological term called the backfire effect. And what that psychological, what that psychological phenomenon is, is when you are presented facts. There was a 2006 study done at the University of Michigan by some psycholo- uh, psychologists there. I forget their names. I should have wrote it down, but it, you could Google search it, 2006 University of Michigan study on the backfire effect, is that when people are presented facts, depending on what the facts reference, they'll believe it and change what they do, or they will get more staunch in what they believe. And so if it's something that is just a general thing, like let's say, hey, if you you know, start cooking with egg whites only. Don't use the egg yolk. It'll be less cholesterol in your diet, so on and so forth. People are like, oh, okay, really? Didn't know that. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to start using egg whites only. Boom, and it's over. Maybe. Maybe, unless they really, really, really like egg yolk. Yeah. Um, no, but, but I hear you. But it's generally people are more inclined to change mm. their mind about Look, something when yeah. they don't identify with it. Little, little, little things, little things that that don't necessarily define who they are, like saying stuff like, oh, well, um, maybe you should dry clean your clothes instead of, uh, when you dry clean, um, get starch, or as opposed to not getting starch. Oh, well, let me start getting starch. Like, right. Like little simple things like that. Exactly. It's more easy to adopt and change that type of, of behavior or habit because it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily cut to the core there of who they are. Is that what you're talking about? Essentially, yeah. Because mm. what they found was now, they did this with politics. Mm. They said what they did was, then they introduced some political things. Mm-hmm. Abortion, gun rights, mm-hmm. stuff. Even the Obama birther thing. Because mm-hmm. remember, 2000, this is 2006, mm-hmm. not 2018. So they introduced a lot of different things politically and they saw how people, how people changed and all of a sudden, those same people, okay. yeah, those same people mm. were not as easily inclined to change their mind. Mm. Not only did they not change their mind, they actually dug their feet in deeper. They, you know, they they dug their heels in deeper to their original belief, even after you presented facts mm. showing that what they believe was false. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, you know what you're believing is false, or mm-hmm. what you what you've built your whole ideology on is mm-hmm. actually incorrect information, right? right. And I guess the doctors were expecting, oh, okay, once we present this stuff, these people would change their mind and understand what what they've been doing is wrong. And what they found was the vast majority of people didn't do that. Yeah. The vast majority of people actually dug their heels in deeper. And they they dubbed that term the backfire effect. Mm. And so- I bring that up only, and you could, like I said, you could do a search on that study. It's it's all over the web. And so what, what actually, I, I, once I read that, I, I noticed, I said, you know what? That is true. Because I'm going to just list a couple things that people usually say. Mm. That once it is presented to them, they still don't change their mind, right? Okay. So, so 
there's a book out called um, Christian Slavery. Okay. I was listening to uh, the author be interviewed. It's a lady. God, man, I'm terrible with names. You're like, Amada, you got a podcast and you didn't write this down? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I will make sure that I quote the uh, the author's name when I put this out. Um, but she was being interviewed about the role of Christianity in slavery. Mm-hmm. And it's actually documented fact that initially slave owners did not want their slaves to be converted Mm -hmm. because there were actually European laws at the time that said that Christians could not remain enslaved. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want, they didn't want their slaves to become converted. So this narrative that, Oh, the only reason that you Christians is because your slave master made you a Christian. Mm -hmm. I poke my lips out to be more Southern and more slavery. Okay. All right. That's a narrative that everybody seems to, you know, we, we tout that all the time. The only reason that you black in America and you're a Christian because your slave master made you one. Right. But if you go back and do some reading, you'll find out that in the beginnings of slavery in the Western context, they didn't want their slaves to be converted into Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, that fact isn't enough for people if you just don't want to identify with Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to identify with the Messiah, Mm-hmm. That fact is not enough for you. Mm-hmm. You still would say, you know what, AJ? I don't care. I don't care that that was the was the the law of the land. I still don't want to identify right. with your Messiah yeah. because I choose to believe this other narrative yeah. that I've you know built my entire ideology on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's like when you people you constantly hear a statement of oh a blonde haired blue-eyed Jesus. I'm going to say the J word just for the, <laughs> just because it's a colloquialism. Right, right, right. People say that all the time. Blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. Blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. Blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. Please, somebody show me a, a picture of a blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus. I'm still waiting to actually see that. Right. What I do see is a brown-haired painting. I see all different kinds of paintings, but I don't necessarily see that. Now, I get what people are saying, right? but it's just like what you're talking about, where people constantly repeat these things, or or when they say his hair is like wool, his hair is like wool. Oh, you know, the Bible say his hair is like wool. That's, you know, the, the, the woke part. Um, and this is older than, than than the term woke, right? His hair like wool, hair like wool, hair like wool. See, see, Jesus was a black man, hair like wool. Well, 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 I mean, he might be swarthy. Uh, or tarny, or what we would call black, but that scripture doesn't necessarily support that at all. It says his hair was white like wool. Yep. White like wool. And it says his eyes were like flaming fire. Flaming fire. You see any brothers that got flaming eyes, man, I'm <laughs> right, going. Right, right, right. And it, it says his, his feet were like uh, bronze, mm-hmm. like bronze. Um, and that is not necessarily... Um, reflecting of his skin color so much so that it was that he was tried by fire right so um anyway the when people constantly continue to repeat things even though it's not necessarily it's not like like it's incorrect what they're saying they still do it because they identify exactly they identify with what the statement means and that's hard. I mean, I, uh, I don't you know, necessarily agree or disagree, but I can understand the sentiment. Mm-hmm. If you've been oppressed by a particular ideology and narrative for so long, you just want to go in the opposite direction of mm-hmm. your oppression. Yeah. You don't really even Absolutely. care where that takes you. Yeah. And, it could, and it's taking people into some weird places. Yeah. But they just want to run from 
this particular ideology that they feel has oppressed them. And this is where, you know, sometimes believers, we have to take responsibility because in actuality, Christianity has been tied to some of the most dastardly oppressive regimes throughout most modern history. Most modern history, when you go back through, they claim to believe in the Messiah. And so we can't act like that's not, you know, what it is. It is what it is. And so when when people would say, you know what, you know, some of them cats are crazy, so I'm going to turn from that and go over here. Mm. We can't just ignore, right, all of their past experience and mm. just say, nah, man, that's the devil, mm-hmm. you know, which is what we do. Oh, no, that's the devil. No, man, they, they, they have lived a certain experience in a particular context, and I want to understand that context. What led you to the place where you're like, you know what, I'm going to go check this thing out over here. Could be the devil, though, but continue. <laughs> right. And, you know, it could be the devil, you know, but it's not always. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's us. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul said this in, um, in the book of Romans where he says, you know, the, the, the name of the Messiah is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's actually in your Bibles if you go out and read that, ladies and gentlemen. And, oh, I, f- I forgot to do my preference. We're going to do a little uh, Bible. We're going to get a little bible today. Not that bible but I may quote a scripture here or, here or there today. But we're not going to go deep, deep in the Bible. Not preference, preface. Got to get better with my English, preface. Pre- Even though the Bible is my preference. Okay. But I'm making a preface. Ah. There you go. I see what you did there. You like that? All right. So there's something else. Um, there's a, another study that I, I was reading um, done by Car- Carnegie Mellon University. Um, and it was about active information avoidance and selective skepticism. Mm-hmm. Similar in, in lines to the University of Michigan study um, about the backfire effect. So this Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> man. Carnegie Ma- Magellan. Carnegie <laughs> my, Magellan. My, my English is Cartography suspected. Magellan. Carnegie Mellon study was that people tend to only be skeptical of information, again, that does not align with the reality that they've already created in their minds. So they have selective skepticism. Mm -hmm. And again, which is nothing, nothing, nothing necessarily wrong with that. That's a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a a thing. Mm -hmm. But but it's important to be aware of it because it can it can blind you from new information that's actually exactly. there to profit you. But if it opposes mm-hmm. your ideology, yeah. people It can be harder, yeah. yeah. So they, Most people, it's harder, yeah. They did things like telling a group of people that you have a particular illness, mm-hmm. right? Just made up. Mm-hmm. People would say, oh, I don't believe no doctors. Doctors are crazy. I'm going to get a second opinion. Then they'd have those same doctors tell this other group, oh, you're in perfect health. Oh, thanks, doc. All of a sudden, you're not skeptical of the mm. profession. Right. That's, of, you know, that's selective skepticism. Mm. And just I'm just using that as an example. And so when we have, again, these ideologies that we've built up, someone introduces information that is counter to that ideology. Right, right. We right. tend to be more skeptical mm. than when the information that's new and presented to us aligns with that. Yeah. So we have selective skepticism. And then the the other term that they um, use in, in the um, study was um, active information avoidance. Okay. Where people only seek out information mm-hmm. that aligns with their 
ideology right. and their and, and, and their worldview. Right. And when they're introduced to new information that doesn't align, they avoid it. They actively avoid it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we see this all the time. Mm-hmm. People who love Fox only watch Fox, mm-hmm. right? People who love MSNBC only watch MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. You and know, people the, who love everything listen to our podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, I there's right. So there is um. I remember when there was uh. Why well, I, I used to attend a um, Bible study when I was in college. It was a gentleman who used to lead it, and one of the things that he would say. Now I didn't research this, so um. I need to research it to verify if this is true. But anyway, he used to say that when you have people who uh, are able to detect counterfeit bills or counterfeit $20 bills, he was like, they don't go around studying all the counterfeits. They study the real thing. They study the actual 20 and they study it so much that whenever something comes past, and it doesn't quite line up to what they know the twenty to be. That's how they. That's how they know that it's counterfeit. And so he was likening that to scripture, and um, and to the gospel, and how with all of these winds of doctrine that come around, he was a proponent of studying the scripture, and um, that way when things come that do not line up, you're able to be able to more quickly um, avoid it or turn it down or at least or, or know its um, deviances. And uh, so so that's like one way you can look at it as a positive. Um, but there's another way where you can look at, at that as a negative in so much as it can um, not necessarily – negative study in scripture but just replace that with other things um, right 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 or even or, or even just not understanding even if it is winds of doctrine not understanding the world around you if you don't really understand the world around you i mean everything comes back to the scriptures but if you don't understand the world around you it it, it a lot of times it can be difficult it can be difficult to understand like where the fault is in something like specifically um because it it can it can make it more difficult for you to be able to communicate with others to understand like where where it is that they're coming from. Yeah, because you know what what people will do is approach. The, oh, and then also new information can actually be towards your benefit. Yeah. So if you approach the scripture with their current ideology, mm-hmm. and then you just try to find verses that yeah. line up with yep. that, that's what mm-hmm. people would do. Yeah. So that if, is true. If you know, if I'm a slave master in the, in the 18th century. And I see that verse that says, slaves obey your masters. Mm-hmm. I'm exalt that above everything else. Mm-hmm. Including the one that comes after that. Right, right. Masters treat your slaves right, you know. So mm-hmm. that, you know, again, I think that the identity piece is is so important. So here's another statement. By the way, I looked it up, thank goodness for technology. The author of the Christian the book Christian Slavery is Catherine Gerbner. Okay. Um, so shout out to technology. Um if I, you know, here's another uh, uh, statement. Churches, black churches don't help the black community, mm-hmm. except that they do. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to believe the narrative that's told to me that says black churches right. don't help the black community. Right. But if you guys listened last week, you know, I, I shared with you a story of a brother who's a black male social worker in the state of Virginia mm-hmm. who told me that one you know almost all of the organizations that help out his agency are churches mm. 
And he was like, he never gets calls from the Hotep crew to say, mm-hmm. hey, we want to help out giving out food or clothing mm-hmm. or shelter. He mm-hmm. says, but the only organizations that he gets calls from to, yeah. to donate money and time and people yeah. are Christian organizations. Yeah. But again, this narrative is put out mm-hmm. that black churches don't help the black community. Mm-hmm. Again, even just now, and if I present that fact to you, many people listening right now are going to be like, Yo, I don't care what he just said. You know, uh, black churches are like leeches on the black community. Now, are there black churches that probably do deviant things? Of course. I'm not foolish enough to say that. But what ends up happening is a narrative gets created and we end up believing that narrative instead of saying, you know what, let me look at the facts. We cannot identify with the narrative, right, right. without looking at the supporting facts. Yeah, f- facts and, all, and, and, and um, that to inform our view to give it nuance because um as i as mentioned before in the previous podcast church the term church is it means two different things in so much as in the scripture the church means the body of believers um and uh the the church means the body of believers and Christ being the head or the head of the body of believers, the head of the church. It does not mean building. Does not mean building. A church does not mean building. Doesn't mean temple. Doesn't mean synagogue. It doesn't mean any of those things. But but here in um in the United States, when we use the term church and un, un, under the particular uh, empire regime that we're in, the church church means. Well, it can mean the body of believers, but more mostly it means uh, a business entity, a nonprofit business entity called the church, a 501c3 nonprofit institution um, referred to as a church. A church also means building. Uh, a church means building in the United States, but but this, so so there's a conflation that happens that. Uh, if you don't really understand that, you just end up sw- either swallowing everything or not necessarily understanding um, really what's going on. So, so like like when I said before, I said church a church is an asset, right? Like when I say a church is an actual economic physical asset, I'm not referring to the church of the, of the Bible or the church of the, or the, or the body of believers. I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to the fact that the building uh, is an asset. I'm referring to uh, the five hundred one c three nonprofit institution that as well can be viewed as an asset or a ta- a tax write off or whatever have you that has nothing absolutely nothing to do with the bible um and that that is the part the fact that it has nothing to do with the bible and and there and, and from there the outflow of that is when you 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 see that because well because of that People are in, people are doing things that are dastardly. They're doing things that are nefarious. They're doing <laughs> things that are that are not non scriptural. You then say, "Well, oh, well, the church isn't doing anything." You follow what I'm saying? Or yeah. the church is like, "Oh, it's doing all this bad stuff," and it's like, "Well, yeah, but you're not necessarily understanding nuance, and um, you have to really understand those things in order to be able to properly um, excise issues." You, you follow what I'm saying? Oh, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. all those things yeah. go to yeah. creating narratives. Yeah, because there are believers who go to church. Mm-hmm. There are believers who go to church. There are believers who go to a church building. There are. They're not necessarily, just not necessarily, a lot of them are not necessarily at the point 
where they either understand the difference between um, the term church in the Bible and in the church building, or a lot of them are, 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 are still go even though they know. And that's something that they have to deal with. And they have to deal with that, that level of conviction. Some of them are bound, like we said, through, uh, through commitments, their family goes, uh, so they go, and then others don't. They walk away from the church, the building. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not in the body. So uh, we're gonna do a little yeah. crossover here because yeah. um, we we actually went into this a little bit deeper in the um, house to house podcast. I'd say go check it out. Spoiler, spoiler, promotion, promotion cross promotion. Um, we went into um, the the difference between what the Bible calls the ecclesia um, or ecclesia, depending on how you pronounce it. E c c l i l e c c l e c i s i a. Um, that is a called out civil body of believers. Yeah, the ecclesia. That's, yeah. mm. that's that's what the what the Bible actually coins. You know that that's the term that's used in 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 the Bible. So when you see the things written like to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Corinth, and so on and so forth, it was a letter written to a called out civil body of believers who happened to reside in the city of Ephesus or the city of Corinth or the city of Rome. Okay. Um, church is a proto-Germanic word. Um, the root of it is kerk or kersh, depending on how it was pronounced or spelled, depending on the, the Germanic tribe that was um, using the using the word, but both had the same meaning. Proto-Germanic word that means something pertaining to the Lord or something pertaining to God. That could be a building, that could be a piece of clothes, that could be a tree, that could be a hole in the ground. Mm. Anything pertaining to God was called a kerk. So if you had a building that people went to to talk about God, to sing about God, to listen to others talk about God, they would say, that's a kersh, mm. which you you know migrate that over centuries to English, you get the word church, and this is how you get this narrative. You know, I'm even using the, the same terminology here. So this is how you get the narrative that the church building, quote unquote, is the house of the Lord, mm. right? So when David says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the temple, but that's where the spirit of God resided in that time. Mm -hmm. If we, again, believe that we are the temple of God, mm -hmm. then we want to understand that differently. But this all goes into narrative stuff. This all goes into narrative. When a certain narrative is created, right, we would think that all right, I'm gonna go into a church building, all of a sudden I start, I start acting different. Mm -hmm. I start talking different. Mm -hmm. I start doing different things. Why? Because a narrative was told to you from the time you were however many years old. Yeah. And I'm just this is just us, you know, assuming that for those of you who might have been introduced to religious things when you were younger, mm -hmm. that this is God's house. This, yeah. Act different here, act special mm -hmm. here. So a narrative gets placed to you. No matter how many things you end up coming across later in your life that are counter to that information, mm. you still find yourself doing these things. Why? Yeah. Because a narrative was told to you when you were younger. So this same narrative is now being told to people. Like we were talking before we, we um, started to record about the whole term woke church and how that could even be counterintuitive if I look at the word church the way that it was presented biblically or look at it the way it's presented now. Mm -hmm. And if I look at it the way it's presented now, it is, it's, it's a redundant statement, mm. right? Because if I'm a believer, the Bible says, awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead mm. so that Christ may shine upon you, like so the light of Christ may mm -hmm. shine upon you. Mm -hmm. I'm already awake. On your head full of dreads? On my head full of dreads. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Wake up, sleeper, rise for the dead, and Christ will shadow your head full of dreads. Is that a... That's a that's cross a movie dread. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Way back. Ooh, you quoting cross movie. I'm, you must be in a I good mood. I quoted a 15th century ambassador <laughs> cross <laughs> movement. <laughs> you must be in a good mood. Oh, Avery quoting goodness. the CM. Nah, you brought it up. Hey, I'm just quoting the scripture, man. You you brought it up anyway. But any, but so that's my 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 whole point. Shout out to the CM. Yeah, Cross Move is a rap group. Uh, yeah, anyway, from late nineties, yeah, early two thousands. I was joking. People like who? 15, who are they? Fifteen hundreds to fourteen hundreds, anyway. But if that's who I am, then I'm already awake. Mm, you know, that's exactly. like you know, I'm I'm I should already exactly. be awake to these things. That's good. I, I should already be cognizant to all of the things, but we're yeah, not. No, so we're not. Because we've chosen to believe certain narratives, and so we have to use redundant terms. Very good. You know, like woke woke church. And this is not to knock anything that anybody's trying to do, but it's to get you to see it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. a, a different paradigm, mm-hmm. so that you can have a, a an, an answer. I think it's in uh, the book of Peter, First Peter, where he says we have to give a response to anyone who would ask for the reason for our hope. And so if I'm coming across these cats that's like, yo, how can you be a black person and, and be a believer? Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah, I can't just start spouting off a bunch of religious cliche because right. they believe a yeah. certain narrative. Yeah. And the religious cliche is not going to be enough to counteract that narrative. Yeah. We have to be able to deconstruct it's the not, narrative. That, that's good. I was listening to uh, one of these uh, preachers of LA dudes. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was just in the mood now. I'm joking. I was going to say, oh, I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. It came up on the YouTube. It came up on the YouTube when I was watching something else. So it was like. This preaches of Detroit, and then it came up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say something. I ain't gonna say it though. You so, know, I, I I know one of them. The preachers of come like on, man, I, who, who don't. I, I mean, no, I don't I mean, know like, about. I bet I do. No, I'm saying like she she used to come to our church when I was going to this Ooh. church back in the day. Like so, when the joint came out, everybody was texting me like, "Yo, you remember her?" And I was like, "Who you talking about?" He's like. Look up the preachers of Detroit, and sure enough, I was like, "Wow, yo, Mm-mm-mm. oh my goodness!" But Terrible. She, was, she was one of the leaders. She was one of the leaders at our church. But go ahead, I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. So I happened to. Cl- <laughs> it was like such and such from preachers, preacher of whatever city, uh, promotes uh, something that um, is considered sin, right? And um, and I'm I'm being I'm being general because I don't feel, I don't want people you know I don't I don't want people, I don't want people to get distracted, uh, but anyway I I what is it right I, <laughs> I clicked it? on the uh, I I I I tapped on the little video joint and I started listening to it and the person was like so so Bishop Bishop he was like he he was speaking to the camera to like the listener right and he was just trying to place an argument as if there are uh, clergy listening and he was like so bishop bishop so tell me where in the scripture does it say such and such right where so bishop preacher reverend reverend where does it say in the Bible? and i'm like okay well uh why don't you back up some where does it say bishop in the bible (laughs) where does it say reverend in the Bible, oh, boy. that's you, 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 you dig like that's that like he's already on a faulty foundation of um 
of accepting the clerisy as now it's it, bishop is in the Bible, not right. reverend, but bishop. Right. Well, where 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 is bishop in the Bible? And 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 I'm not saying that it's it's not necessarily there, but is it used in the same context of gotcha. of the of of how we use bishop now? And no, it's not in the same context. I just okay. want to, for the person that's going to be listening, say, "Ha ha, got him!" Yeah, bishop is in the Bible. Yeah. no, it's not. Yeah, it is, but it's not in the context in which we articulated today. And, no, and, no. and particularly, Reverend Reverend is not there at no, all. Reverend is not. Yeah, cleric, clerk, cleric, clerk, cleric, clergy, all of that stuff. That's not there. That comes from that comes from um, uh, 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 Roman religious practices. That's where that comes from. Right. And uh, but that is exa- even 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 to the point of wearing the 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 white collar around your neck, uh, all of that stuff. That doesn't none of that stuff is from the Bible. It's None funny. of it. I got I got um accidentally, I guess, uninvited from a uh like a what they call it when the You? Come on. Um oh man. It's like a, a brother was becoming a getting, yeah, yeah. getting One in, of them ordained, ordained. Yeah, yeah, ordination. Yeah. Thank ordination, you. Ordination, yeah. The word was slipping my mind. Ordination. Mm-hmm. So I got invited. Me and my wife got invited. It's like, yeah, because yeah. back in the day, this is back at the time when I was a church leader. So um, they invited me. It's like, oh yeah, so and so's getting ordained, becoming a pastor. So and so forth. We would love for you to right to attend. Please note, all church leaders are asked to wear the collar joint, the mm-hmm. black shirt with the collar. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at my wife like, yo, I don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I don't even want to cause no scene. Yeah. So we just decided not to go. Yeah. Because I was like, if they telling me in the invitation, I need to come in that joint with the. I wouldn't go because I actually priced one of them things. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna buy this shirt. <laughs> something I can't wear, right? You know, right. but one place. And and then people might ask, "Well, what's wrong with that?" A lot of people ask, "What's wrong with that?" And well, I mean, it it, it depends on how you view it. If you can, if you understand that 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 garb was was utilized by people who worship pagan gods and who promoted the veneration of uh, of Roman gods, um, uh, a practice that's condemned, uh, that's that's prohibited in the scriptures, then. Um, I mean, it's up to you to now determine what you want to do with that information. Um, if yeah, people make the misconception that the Roman Empire was a completely secular, you know, entity, but it was very spiritual. They yeah, were very exactly, spiritual. exactly, exactly. It's it, people really think that it's like it, it, it's it's the God of the Bible versus atheism, and that's it. And it's like, nah. Well, actually, the Scripture outlines all kinds of different beliefs that exist. Mm-hmm. That exists. You shall not put any god, any other gods before me. Is like right there, right there. And so, to quote another CM song, "Lowercase gods bow uh, down to yeah, the capital." Yeah, this yeah, yeah. CM episode. Yeah. So there, 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 there are all kinds of uh, belief systems that influence, uh, that influence um, our um, uh, or these church practices that happen. So it's up to you to actually uh, determine what you want to do now that you have that information, uh, but. But um, but yeah. Anyway, that so let's just, yeah. So let's talk about the clerk, clerk, clergy joint. So let's let's just keep it keep it moving yeah, with that. So keep it shuffling, because all of those things speak to reasons why we identify with something mm. and don't identify with something else. Mm. All of it speaks to narrative painting or narrative portrayal. Like yeah. we don't just like people like to. Narration. Yeah, narration. Thank you. People Mm -hmm. like to naively believe that they are completely objective. And it's like, nah, man, you are not completely. Listen, we're not completely objective. So sometimes I got to go back through and be like, you know what? 
Why do I believe this? Yeah. But this is what the Bible tells us to do. It says examine yourselves to yeah. see if you're still in the faith. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to go back and say, yo, why do I believe this mm-hmm. again? Why exactly am I so, you know, why do I so strongly believe this particular thing and so strongly reject this other thing? There's yeah. a there's a handbook that was written by those doctors who did that University of Michigan study. It's called the debunking handbook. Mm. And they were just they just have a lot of different ways that they wrote from doing the study yeah. of the backfire effect saying this is how you debunk people who once they discover what they believe is not true but they're still kind of digging their heels in these are some ways in which you can you know you can kind of debunk the narrative that they believe and so mm. it's it's very and it's free online you can go download the book it's actually a a, a free book that, look that, that, up. Uh, that you can uh, download because what 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 they found and what they're continuing to find because they're continuing this research is that people are not necessarily believing stuff based upon facts no they're believing things based on identifying with a particular narrative yeah and and in fact that that is what the basis of all modern marketing is in mm-hmm. and that goes back to earlier podcasts about Edward Bernays when I brought him up the nephew of Sigmund Freud Sigmund Freud being the father of the psychoanalytic movement who promoted the concept of humans being driven by their subconscious selves that broken down to either uh, sex or fear his nephew Edward Bernays then took that packaged it and and coined the term propaganda and created the industry, spearheaded the industry of public relations where um, he partnered with both governments and private companies uh, to be able to better either push policy or market wares. And by connecting, by connecting people, he said that you can get people on your side to either uh, vote a certain way or, to uh, purchase a particular product if you take that item that you have and connect it to something that they identify with an emotion so that's where you get cars um, being sold by by cars being connected to a man's uh, sexuality mm-hmm. and um, having cars symbolize uh, a man's um, sexual prowess right, by right, putting right. women in the passenger seat, or <laughs> or even you have uh, magazines out Lowrider right now. But I don't have to use Lowrider. I mean, you name it, you name it. And if there's, uh, uh, you know, you might use sex, you might use comedy, you might use a celebrity. A celebrity already has buy-in, already has a following. Oh, the celebrity likes to wear these hats or likes these sneakers. Or then, like men who are you know well-to-do, well-off, they drive this car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So, so, yeah. So, narrative. Narrative. People don't make decisions based off of information or facts. Rather, they, they'll, make, um, they'll, they'll make decisions based off of what they identify with. And there's nothing wrong. Listen, and I don't want anyone to take away from the discussion, you know, our last our last podcast, nor this week that we're coming against. You know, I understand the the desire. I actually do. I I understand the desire of black peoples, right? People of African descent in this country wanting to learn African history, Mm -hmm. having a desire to want to touch things related to and of the continent. I Mm -hmm. get it. I my my plan is to, is to take my children there in the in the next year or two. I dig it, but what we have to do is is make those decisions based on the facts, 
not on particular narratives that were painted for us. You know, so for those of you listening, I would say go. There's a couple of books that I can recommend you read. Um, one is called How Africa Shaped the Christian Mind by Thomas C. Oden. I put my man A onto that joint. Mm-hmm. I'll put you onto that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's another one called The Blessing of Africa by Keith Augustus Burton. I would I would encourage you to go out and read both of those books just to get a different perspective. Because this this particular narrative that's been painted that, you know, blacks in in in, in the Western context only came became abreast of Christianity because it was imposed upon them by slave owners is just not the full story. Now, was that the context for some people? I wouldn't put that past slave masters. Slavery was a completely diabolical institution. And whatever they needed to get, at the end of the day, it was about money. It wasn't about Christianity. That is correct. So if they, if they had to use that in the short term to get to their long-term goal, I do not put that past them. But to say that every single person of color in a Western con in, in the Western context only became aware of the Messiah due to the institution of slavery is just a false narrative that has been painted, I believe, to continue to keep people separate and to separate people as opposed to unify people. Now we, you know, as a believer, I'm not going to ignore um, Christianity's, you know, the 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 fact that many Christian leaders were cohorts with some of the most, you know, unrighteous rulers in in modern history. Can't ignore that. That's that's fact. That's history. We can go back and read it. But I'm not going to say that that's the totality of Christianity. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say that 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 is the 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 sum total of the faith because there's many different faces of it. I think we've talked about this on on this show before how um, Martin Luther was influenced by a deacon named Michael from the Orthodox Ethiopian Church. Ethiopia has one of the oldest Orthodox churches on the planet, yet it rarely gets mentioned when we talk about church history. We don't talk about the Orthodox Ethiopian church that goes back to the New Testament. I'm just using it as another example to say, hey, there's a, another fact that you could incorporate into your belief structure yeah. to change your narrative. Yeah, well, yes, that, that, that is correct. Also, also, the Ethiopia that we know now wasn't the Ethiopia that was then because Ethiopia is what, when you look at a map, that nation is what we quote unquote have left because Ethiopia was a term that was used by um, by uh, uh, Caucasian Europeans or Europeans in general, because not all, all Europeans are Caucasian, uh, that referred to, but in this respect, referred to people of the South that had um, dark skin. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the Ethiopians that we see today in 2018. It included them, but it included Dravidians, uh, uh, which are Indians, uh, or East Indians that we refer to as East Indians. It, it included uh, people who from the continent of Africa. The term Ethiopia was uh, Ethiopian was a broad was a broad term that referred to uh, a large with, swath of people. Yeah, I got you. people with swarthy skin. Yes, um, Ethiopia means uh, land of the burnt faces. So, um, but but yeah, I mean also as a little hook for a future for a future future episode. Um, is also to talk about how not all Africans, not all people of African descent in this country come from slaves. And that's something that 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 you do not hear uh, talked about a lot. A lot of indigenous Americans 
were copper colored and people with with uh, the uh, dark skin tone, uh, curly hair. Um, they were here when Mar Malcolm X says, uh, um, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, Plymouth Rock landed on us. Mm. What he's saying is that we, um, people of copper color, uh, existed here prior to the arrival of the European. So um, there's a mix, there's a mix of people. Not everybody comes from slave ships. Um, and that's another, uh, that's another, again, um, erasure, if you want to use that term, um, that has taken place. And, uh, but that, that, these are things in which that can be studied. Uh, we'll, we'll go into that more into, in, in future podcasts. So to sort of sum up this discussion, because like I told you guys the last time, this, this is going to be a, you know, multi-episode topic. And I know, you know, when Eve gets back, she's going to definitely want to put her two cents in is that. When we look at these things and we have a particular narrative that, that we've believed over X amount of years, it's it's pivotal that when new information comes across that we at least look, to, you know, look at it. If it's been vetted by multiple sources, but it contradicts what we believe, right? It, it, it contradicts Absolutely. you know what what we've grown to to assumed to be true mm -hmm. this thing now comes in it's new and it contradicts that absolutely now what do i do with this and we we cannot practice active information avoidance we got to engage it we have to engage and say hey wait a minute let me let me take a look at this let me see why this particular thing is challenging this other thing that i believe right because if we don't do that, that's where terms like your reality comes from and your mm, truth. Your truth. People say that kind of stuff because they come up with the truth based on the narrative and they don't let anything else in. And so then it's no longer yeah. truth. It's your truth. Yeah. And, and it's, yes, it, absolutely. And it's it, not no longer reality. It's yeah, your reality. It's, it's pain avoidance is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> pain avoidance. Yeah. Because they, people don't want to, pe pe people want to avoid conflicts. Conflict, so that's why they say your truth. That's mm. your truth because I believe something. There. That's your truth, but it's like no, that doesn't make sense. You can't. It's truth is truth. That's like going to the to to the crosswalk and be like, yo, don't don't walk on green. Hey, brother, that's your truth. Yeah, that's your truth. I'm, I'm gonna step out here on green. It's like, right. all right, go right ahead. Yeah, we don't we don't want to engage something that might you know that that might just contradict this thing in which we believe. I'm gonna end it with this. I was re when I was reading this thing on uh, active information avoidance. Mm -hmm. This is something that I didn't know. I don't mind saying I didn't know something. I'm not a, you know, f I'm infinite. I'm finite. So the it talked about how in nineteen in the 1980 campaign for president, yes. how Ronald Reagan created the term welfare queen, mm -hmm. and it talked about how he created this fictional woman uh -oh. who had like thirty different babies and yeah. 18 social security numbers and was all these different addresses mm. to get welfare checks and he would go to all these different small towns in rural America and retell this same story mm -hmm. and he coined it the welfare queen mm -hmm. and years later it was found out that that story wasn't true mm. but the narrative was already painted and it exists to this day mm -hmm. created just to win a presidential election. Mm -hmm. Now, how many of us listening knew that I can tell you, I didn't know that before this week. Mm -hmm. I knew of the term welfare mm -hmm. queen, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it was created in 1980 by Ronald Reagan yeah. when he was running for president. Yeah. And so you grow up and you believe these certain narratives and how many people would believe a struggling woman with children from a man who might've left her. So she has to, 
pick up the pieces. She's on welfare, but she's looked at in a particular light because of a narrative painted by Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. a generation ago mm-hmm. to win a presidential election. Absolutely. That's amazing. So this is this is what happens when we build a, an, an entire belief structure and an entire ideology based on a false narrative. And so for many black people, right, for African people who exist in the Western context who are standing upon the narrative that, oh, Christianity is the white man's religion, so that's why I don't jive with it. That's a false narrative. Now, the other things that are true about it, I've already stated. Did Christians take part in the oppression of Africans? Yes. Were Christians involved in other oppressive regimes? Yes, they were. But is Christianity the white man's religion? No, it's not. It was started in a place where there were no Caucasians, there were no Europeans. So Mm -hmm. that in, in and of itself should be able to spur you on to want to search search out more information to deconstruct your narrative. Yeah, yeah. But you have to want to do that. And just to blindly say, nope, I choose not to identify with this thing because of this false narrative. Now the onus is on you. Now yeah. you have the information. Yeah. You have the ability to go search, you know, search some things out to see why it is you believe this yeah. thing in which you believe. Yeah, that's, that, that's what's up, man. Well, I, I definitely... Definitely agree with you. Definitely encourage people to 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 jump in and do the research. I encourage the, particularly the men, to take hold of uh, these messages and stop floating around here. Just uh, watching sports, playing video games, smoking, working out, um, going to church, coming home. But really, like digging to understand like where you come from and your reality and your history outside of a narrative that's just told to you, um, black or white. Right. Uh, and, and, and then and then equip your wife, son and daughter to be able to know who they are. Uh, so on you uh, definitely encourage the woman to to be receptive, um, to do the history uh, research as well as you can um, and to uh, for us to come together and uh, and um, uh, really engage in these activities. It's what's going to make a stronger community um, and uh, better reflect the Lord here. Uh, on the earth so yeah yeah so we, we're i think we're gonna keep this going at least for another week because i know eve's gonna want to put her two cents in so um not that that's not a good thing that's a great thing her two copper coins yeah, her two copper coins and, gotcha. and you know um but we're definitely gonna keep this conversation going um we do thank you guys for rocking with us one more week uh for avery this is aj saying peace later Let's get started, I won't teach you Let me set apart who is my people The ones who set in their heart to be believers Press on to the mark to follow Jesus When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving Don't follow their feelings, that'll be misleading they the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinction.